Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders postgame edition. Welcome, everybody, to the Vegas Nation postgame edition. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and I'm joined with Adam Hill and Ed Graney. Uh, the music you're hearing from behind, we're at a restaurant right now. After the Raiders took a win over the Broncos, 34-24, we're going to get into that and everything uh, that went down here in Denver. But first, I want to remind everybody to hit subscribe wherever you are listening. And also, we are brought to you by STN Sports Station Casinos and also presented to you by TickPick from Blue Wire. So let's get into it. Gruden gone. We know what uh, kind of chaos that has been that the controversy brought down on the team. We're all wondering how they would show up for this game, a divisional game, a very important game. Ed, initial thoughts on Rich Bisaccia taking over as the interim head coach and getting this team to victory. I thought Rich Bisaccia was an A+. You can find the grades in the report card in the Las Vegas Review Journal. Um I thought he did a great job. Here's the thing about Rich Bisaccia. His toughest job was way before the game ever kicked off. It was all week, all week when these guys saw couldn't turn on a TV, couldn't pick up a paper, couldn't go on the internet, and not hear about John Gruden and all the controversies surrounding their franchise. So I thought Bisaccia did a wonderful job getting them ready and prepared. And then you know what he did best today? He stepped out of the way. He let Greg Olson run the offense. He let Gus Bradley run the defense. He ran the special teams. And it was a collective effort. He didn't try to do too much. Uh... As I wrote, the biggest uh, problem Rich Bisacci had today was he didn't know how to use a headset and didn't know how to push the buttons on it, which was actually pretty funny. So if you're asking me how Rich Bisacci did in his first game as head coach, I thought he did a wonderful job. Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, great with the postgame press conference, too. You got to love that when he comes in. And um, he's just such a genuine guy. And, you know, you you try to get, you know, I, I, I often wouldn't like somebody who, downplayed it and you know when you ask hey man you just got your first win you've been waiting 38 years to be a head coach you win your first game how does it feel and his answer is something along the lines of hey you know uh i'm part of the team it was a we win and i'm you know just glad to be a part of it and ordinarily i'd be annoyed by that because like you know obviously you're you know you're just downplaying and you're not giving like a genuine response but i feel like in that case it is genuine like i feel like that is just how he is and you know he's been all week and dealing with with us and answering questions is very honest um open funny but also you know not hiding uh necessarily things from me he's just kind of he's kind of being himself which, which i very much have enjoyed um kind of have seeing that transition uh take place but on the field I, I think you're right and i think that was why he was the one that was made the interim coach right he was going to be able to if you make Gus Bradley the interim coach, which I think a lot of people thought would happen, um, you know, all of a sudden there's shakeup on defense, there's shakeup on offense with Gruden as a play caller, shakeup everywhere, and everything changes. But in the case of uh, in the case of Rich Passaccia doing it, he can stay with the special teams and be the head coach. You can allow Gus Bradley to continue running the defense, and the only real changes on the offensive side, and we saw today, those changes were for the positive. Not to say that John, I saw a lot of people saying, "Hey, John Gruden got in the way," and that could, like that's not true. Like stop that. 
But I, I think there is a point to, hey, it's Strong Gruden's offense, but with different tendencies, um, with different, you know, habits. They say, you know, a different flow is one of the things that they've been talking about. Um, but, you know, it, it's tough for a team to know tendencies when Greg Olson hasn't called plays in a long time. So maybe teams catch up with that. Maybe teams learn that. But for right now, it's a little spark and a little bit of a positive change to the offense. Yeah, and real quick there, I want to make a point that Vic Fangio said afterwards and also Rich Passaccia, there's no question Denver was at a disadvantage in that Greg Olson was the primary play caller, not John Gruden. So they didn't have his tendencies, which was good for the Raiders. But Adam's right. We'll see in two or three weeks from now. When people get tendencies down, when they can watch film, they can look down distance. What does Greg Olson call in certain situations? Like, that was a huge advantage for the Raiders today. And to Greg Olson's credit, he did a great job calling plays, and they were really good offensively. But we can't forget that. That and the fact that every linebacker Denver has is probably out with an injury. Yeah, uh, and Von Miller being a non-factor as well, really, in the game, if you think about what his performance was. I thought what was really impressive was that this team marched down the field on their opening drive. Something that they haven't been able to do was score uh, right away off the top of the game. They've been off to these slow starts. Adam, what was the difference in that? Was it the play calling or was it just that this team was so ready to make a point? Um, I think they were ready to just get on the field. And I think it was it was a case of, hey, they had three hours where they didn't have to talk about John Gruden. They didn't have to think about John Gruden. As much as, as, much as they said, hey, they stayed away, they compartmentalized, you can say that. And you can say, like, um, you know, after the game, we heard uh, Kenyon Drake say, well, I'm not really on social media. So I'm not really impacted by that stuff. But it's, no matter where you go, like you walk into a restaurant, it's on TV. They're talking about John Gruden. You watch Sports Center during the day. They're talking about John Gruden. Like it's always John Gruden. Like no matter what, Good Morning America was talking about John Gruden. Like there's literally nothing you can do where you didn't hear about us. But for three hours, they got to go in there and not think about John Gruden. And, and, and you know, for, for whatever that was worth, they came out and they just wanted to play football. And let's also look at what they did on on. The first first series, they came out. They got Henry Ruggs involved. He draws a penalty. Then he draws, or and then he catches the long touchdown pass. They open up the offense a little there. They also came out under center much more consistently than they had the last couple of games. So eleven straight games without an opening drive score. The first five games of the season, they were behind every game except for the Pittsburgh, and they had a, they went up three nothing early. But um, they were behind in every game. Today they had a first quarter lead, and they build off that. And that I think is something they want to do, and they want to continue to to move that going forward. What did you make of the offensive line, Ed? Because that's been a point of focus. I know when Kenyon Drake had his first touchdown of the day in the second quarter, that Andre James did put up a really nice block for him to get through. So, what did you make of how the offensive line being restructured and all for their second game in a row was really clicking? What was working well with them? Yeah, I mean, I thought they had good and bad parts. Um, probably more good than bad. When you score thirty-four, probably everyone played above their level at some level, including the offensive line. I'll tell you one guy, and Adam pointed this out when it happened, uh, Foster Moreau was blowing people up, blocking people today. Their tight ends were blocking really well. So when you get that kind of help from your tight ends, then your offensive line tends to look a little better. I, look, I mean, it was probably one of their better. I don't want to say I sat there and watched every time they uh, had a run play who blocked, but it was probably one of their better efforts because they scored through the air. They scored, I don't know how many times Derek War was sacked. Um, looked like he had good, you know, decent protection. They scored on the ground. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure when they grade out, okay, he was sacked twice. I mean, I'm sure when they grade it out, now this isn't saying much. They'll probably grade out higher than they have all season for most of those guys, but we're talking about guys who were ranked last by pro football focus in their positions in the league. Um, I just think when you walk away having scored 34 points, you're probably going to look at the grades, and most guys will grade out pretty well. Yeah, and there's still some mistakes. There was a fumble made by Carr. Um, but the defense uh, for the Raiders is ultimately on fire. Merrick, Abram, Fassion uh, with the interceptions. And then you also saw uh, Max Crosby have quite a day 
what did you think of the defensive performance, Adam, and some of the standouts on the defense? Yeah, I, thought, I mean, they got pressure. It was one of the better games you've seen Max Crosby have overall. Just not only the sacks, he got the three sacks. He was batting down passes. He was impacting almost every single play the Broncos tried to run. So that was good. I think you saw, you know, Casey Hayward play pretty well. I thought the, the you know, Damian Square is active and he makes a bunch of plays early. Uh, Brent Faison comes in, makes it intercept, gets an interception. He only played six snaps last week of special teams. This week comes in. Uh, and I think importantly, um, and I, this is another thing I'm like, this is selfish of liking Rich Passaccia for this reason, but the openness is so much more different, so much more different. It's so much different than it was under uh, John Gruden. Like, he comes out like, well, why did Brandon Faison play? And, well, he had a good practice week, but also he's tall, which essentially is saying Amik Robertson is getting targeted because he's short yeah. and was having trouble with bigger receivers. So they put Faison in to get uh, some some of those bigger receivers in to play against him. So, um, you know, that was part of what they did. And I thought that was a very, very good adjustment that that, that, that defense made. Uh, and I think those are things to, to look for. And, and just the continued development of this, of this team. Um, and now, you know, they're, it's a completely different outlook from last week when they're three and two, lose a coach. Everything is kind of trending downward with a two game losing streak. Now, all of a sudden, you get a blowout win. Team looks good again. All the things that were glaring errors are actually, actually looked a little bit better. If you can continue to build on those things, we've got a couple winnable games ahead. Um, obviously, with, uh, with the Eagles and then the Giants look like about the worst team we've seen in years again today. They started to show some improvement, they were awful. Uh, and they have a ton of injuries. So, you know, all of a sudden you've, you've got a chance to build up some wins. But, you know, this is still the team that the last couple of years, and yes, there's different personnel and there's a different coach now, but it's the same team the last couple of years that has had a chance to go in and beat the Jets and wasn't able to two years ago. Was had a chance to beat a struggling Falcons team last year and got blown out. Same team. So we'll see if... Uh, if that happens, but you know, for right now, this is a team that has to be feeling very good about itself. Yeah, can uh, can't uh, deny that, especially after uh, what you saw from them today. Uh, Raiders move on to be four and two now. So let's take a quick break, and we'll also hear from Mitch Pisaccia because I, I really want to play that quote about the uh, headset. Guys, got to hear this. So let's drop that quote in right now, and then we will come back right after that. The best part for me was to be able to get on the grass. I mean, the most, the worst part for me was figuring out the headset. And uh, so once you get on the field and the game goes, and a lot of my responsibilities were the same. And again, it was really good dialogue between myself and, and Oli and, and um, myself and, and Gus and, and I'm talking to Tim about game management upstairs. So um, again, it was really collective um, uh, effort going through the game. Locals know the SCN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the SCN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Raiders football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. We know Raider Nation is psyched about the games taking place at Allegiant Stadium this year and on the road. Raider Nation is everywhere, so TickPick has you covered. Make sure to check it out, visit TickPick.com slash VegasNation and use the promo code VegasNation to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. 
Welcome back to the Vegas Nation post-game edition podcast here. It's Heidi Fang, Ed Greeny, and Adam Hill. We are recapping the Raiders' 34-24 win over the Denver Broncos here in Denver. And uh, we're still waiting on our uh, post-game meal ourselves. But as we do that, we're delivering this podcast to you. and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Derek Carr's performance. He was uh, 18 and 27, 341 yards and a pair of touchdowns. How important was it for him to really come out and be the general of this team to kind of set that tone for everybody else? Yeah, they need a leader in these times. We talked about Basachi and what he did, but the leader in the field is Derek Carr. There's no question about that. So him to play that well this sh- today was big. 341, he involved a lot of people. He involved, you know, Brian Edwards had a huge, I thought it was a great call by Olsen on third down there with Brian Edwards for like the 50, 50 yarder plus. It was a great call by uh, Olsen. Got Ruggs involved right away. Ruggs had the touchdown on the first drive. Uh, I think it sent over our prop for the uh, review journal, which I was very mad at because I think I went under on that prop. Um, but 341 with two touchdowns, I mean, you know, the one mistake he makes, the fumble, he recovers it himself. You know, when he, when he, when he came out too early on the, on the center exchange, but I thought he was really good. They need him to be good. And he's got to be a leader on and off the field. He said so this week. So I thought he stood up and he backed up his words um, as the leader of this team, given what they've gone through for the last week. I thought he was really, really good. He's, you know, look, I mean, he's a good quarterback if he gets time. I don't, we've all said that. I mean, it's like, you know, it's kind of beating a dead horse. Like, no one thinks it's a bad quarterback. He's a really good quarterback when given the time. And um, I like that, like I said, I like the involved. Look, they actually threw a screen today, which was amazing. They actually threw a screen. And they throw the screen. We almost all fell off our chairs. So, uh, yeah, I thought Derek Carr played really well. Yeah, and on top of that, uh, Adam, you were talking about Kenyon Drake and his emergence. Uh, how important was it to finally get him involved in the way that he can be best utilized? Uh, I'm actually going to say they didn't. I mean, listen, yeah, he, he was productive. He got six touches. Like They didn't bring him here to get six touches, or they, you don't think they did. They didn't bring, bring a guy with that much talent and pay him that much money to get six touches. But I think, you know, and, and that's what I asked Derek Carr. I said, was it a plan to try to get him more involved? And he said, no, he just took advantage of the opportunity they did have. And that's what Kenyon Drake said as well. So uh, I, th- I thought that was interesting. I mean, I think he's earned more touches. I think maybe we'll see that happen next week. But, yeah, it stuck out that he made the big he made some big plays. Um, but still, like, I don't think have him involved enough in the offense. I don't think Darren Waller is involved enough in the offense. But again, there's only so many balls to go around, and today was kind of a Henry Ruggs day. And you know, Josh Jacobs had some, you know, some tough yards, even though, you know, he didn't blow anybody away on the on the stand, on the score sheet uh, in the box score, but he had some tough yards. It's, and so th- that was important for them. And uh, that's actually another thing Rich Pisaccia said after the game. He said, you know, you start changing the mindset, and you're like, hey, Josh, like we need you to get two here, two there, two there, and then the big one's going to come. And that's kind of how they're going to approach the running game a little bit. And uh, they're going to continue to develop that. But, yeah, Kenyon Drake is more than capable of making those big plays, and you saw a couple of them today. Sure. And uh, we talked a little bit there about Josh Jacobs, but, Ed, I wanted just to get your take on um, right now the utilization of him coming back off of the injury, how much he's been uh, utilized in the game here. What do you think about Josh Jacobs and, and what his performance was today? I think my grilled shrimp is really good on the old salad. I like that. Um, Actually, you and also because you ordered a shrimp on your salad, I think they brought me shrimp on my salad, which I want to check in. But that's all right. I actually ordered a shrimp salad as well. So (laughs) I have all this food here. Look at this. Josh Jacobs. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. I got shrimp. Solid, uh, solid, solid outing. And, And again, listen, he's not. And I know that this will very much frustrate maybe some fantasy players out there for sure. Uh, but it, it doesn't, it's not 
that kind of offense right now. Like, even though the offensive line played a little bit better, it's not the kind of offense where he's going to go out and put up, you know, 150 yards and three touchdowns. Like, it, it maybe happens one game by, you know, by chance or something, but um, he's a guy that, that's going to just fight and, and battle and try to get you yards, and that's the kind of style runner he is, and it's kind of the way this team is set up with the way they're, the offensive line plays. All right, so as we wrap things up, Adam, because you have the mic and Ed is currently indulging in his shrimp salad, I've got to ask you about next week, Eagles. What do you anticipate seeing on the field here with the Raiders as they come into their second game under head coach Rich Bisaccia? Yeah, I think it'll be – that is the game, and I know a lot of people said today is a game that's going to kind of tell the story of how they are the rest of the year. Um, I kind of thought that a little bit going into the week, but really – as the game played out, I think you kind of saw like, okay, this was just a really emotional, you know, kind of bounce of, you know, everything they went through all week, everything they're dealing with. Basachi is the kind of guy that's definitely going to get you fired up and motivated. Like, this is a game they were going to win. And next week is the game. Like, can you continue to build on it? Can you continue to play when you don't have that same emotion necessarily? You don't have that same, you know, distraction for, for that three days or excuse me, those three hours of, hey, we can get away from all this other stuff. Like, that's more normal next week. So that's going to be a lot more telling, I think, of how they're able to play. But they're going to have to deal with a very mobile quarterback who has been inconsistent a little bit, but is more than capable of making big plays against you. And, um, you know, a team that has been a little bit up and down, but so have the Raiders. So I'm 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 looking forward to the matchup. I want to see how it plays out. And, and the Raiders are in a situation where they can't give games back. We saw this earlier in the year. You you know, you steal games, you think, against Baltimore and Pittsburgh, but then you give one back uh, against the Bears. So don't give back this win that you got on the road. Do the Eagles have a bye to prepare? They play this week? Oh, they played Thursday, so they didn't. Okay. All right. That's my take. My take is you got to be prepared. <laughs> Get back to your shrimp. Yeah. The, the Eagles played Thursday. They do yeah. have an extra three days. Yeah. Bucks blew them out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, 2022. Six oh, point it game. wasn't a blowout. Yeah, they covered, actually. So you took the spread. <laughs> it's yeah. very important. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, that'll do it here for the Post Game Edition podcast. We'll be back next week as we uh, make sure to recap everything happening with the Eagles, who did play this week, and also the Raiders, who are now in still still in second in the AFC West as the Chargers and Raiders are both 4-2 and two now, um, and they toppled the Broncos with the final score 34-24. to 24. And for Adam Hill, Ed Greeny, I'm Heidi Fang. Thanks so much for listening. Check out all the coverage that we have up on VegasNation.com. We're in print, and that'll do it for us this week. Locals know the SCN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the SCN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.